Hello moms, this is Holly McLean, the Mommy Answer Lady. Have you ever wondered why some sweet little children turn out to be defiant, rebellious teenagers? How and why does this happen? And more importantly, how can it be avoided? Today we will answer those questions and more. Well, moms, I think some of you wonder whether or not it is inevitable for your children to go through a stage of rebellion. It is the common thought that everyone goes through a stage of rebellion, and I do not believe that is true. In fact, I have children that have not gone through a rebellious stage, and I don't believe that it's necessary for all children to be expected to do that. Rebellion is different than disobedience, and so we're going to talk about the differences and then see what we can do to help in both kinds of situations. So first, let's think about what is the root cause of rebellion. The root cause of rebellion is the lack of trust in some or many areas. So somewhere along the line, the child has lost confidence and trust, which is causing anger. And we'll talk about what those different reasons are. But first, let's say what disobedience is versus rebellion. Disobedience is when a child does something they were told not to do, or they do not do something they were told to do. So when a child is disobedient, it is not necessarily that they are being rebellious. If they are being disobedient and not rebellious, they usually want to hide what they are doing. They hope the parent will not find out what they've done because they don't want the relationship with the parent to suffer. So their immaturity doesn't usually let them think, oh, I'm going to get caught. They aren't thinking far enough ahead to figure that, that out yet, right? <laughs> so the child will try to live up to the expectations of the parent while they are in their presence because they want to be in the good graces of the parent and they're not in a rebellious attitude. So disobeying a rule is not necessarily rebellion. It's just disobedience. Disobedience isn't always rooted in anger. In fact, most of the time it isn't. But rebellion is different. Rebellion is a passive or openly displayed action with the intent and expectation of a future negative reaction or confrontation. So in other words, a, a child may do something in disobedience or do something that they just know is going to be irritating or upsetting to the parent, and they do it on purpose for the very purpose of causing an, a confrontation or a negative reaction. So sometimes rebellion is displayed as disobedience, and sometimes it's displayed in a more passive way, but it's still always rooted in anger. So some of you may have thought before that rebellion and disobedience are the same thing. So uh, since I've already explained the difference, I want to talk about how they interact with each other. So when disobedience happens, there are three possibilities. One, they are just disobedient because of their desire for something they can't have. There's no anger involved. And when they are corrected, they comply. This is not rebellion. Two, they are disobedient without being rebellious but become rebellious when they're corrected. Three, they are disobedient and defiant because they're angry at their authority for telling them they cannot have what they want. This is full-on rebellion and is not necessarily about the immediate circumstance, but it has the underlying root of anger involved. So there are two ways that rebellion is displayed. 
in basic ways, there's passively and there's aggressively. So passively is going to be where it's not full on straight forward right in your face, but it's just something they kind of do underlying. And then there's aggressive, which is straight on right in your face, right in front of you kind of thing. So what are some of the ways children show rebellion? Well, they're openly defiant of rules in the full view of the parent. That would be aggressive. They shout names or negative angry words. Uh, They throw things or display destructive behaviors towards property. They scream or cry a temper tantrum, whatever, to manipulate the situation. Those are all aggressive ways younger children will show rebellion. Um, Then there's passive ways. For instance, their refusal to participate in activities with the family or at church. Now at church, there's one way is not singing hymns or not bowing their head during prayers and that kind of thing. That is actually a passive rebellion. Uh, Not responding to vocal commands or interactions. Act like they can't hear you. That's a passive way. Uh, Having a pouty or contrary attitude. Another passive way. Obeying a command slowly or without effort. That is a passive way to show rebellion. Um, In older children, there are some additional signs of rebellion. Um, Using foul language in front of a parent. Of course, that would be true with a young child, but normally that doesn't happen. Um, Smoking, using drugs or alcohol. Being involved in destructive relationships. Showing outward displays against the parent's religious beliefs. And then there's passive ways by wearing inappropriate clothing, makeup, or hairstyles, or damaging their bodies by piercing tattoos or damaging other property, other people's property and so on. Those are more passive kind of ways. And some of those are aggressive ways. It just depends on the situation. For instance, if you have said to them, you do not want them to get a piercing or a tattoo, and then they do it, that is an aggressive way to show rebellion. Whereas if they're doing it and you haven't said anything about it, but they know you're not going to like it, then it's a passive way. So clearly these behaviors are destructive to the child as well as to their relationship with their parents and with others. Rebellion against parents never results in something good. And it doesn't matter if the parents are good parents or neglectful parents or whatever. It doesn't ever result in something good when a child is rebellious. So how can we guide and instruct our children to avoid becoming rebellious toward us? Remember, the root of rebellion is a lack of trust in some area. And that lack of trust is resulting in anger. So remember those three things that every child should know. They should know you love them. They should know you know what is best for them. And they should know that you will use your authority to be sure what's best for them is done. Children are always looking for security. They want to have complete confidence in the fact that you will take care of them, that you mean what you say, and that you are stronger than they are, so that if anything comes up, they can turn to you to help and guide them. Now, they do continually test us to see if we are up to the job. And as you've probably figured out, some of them test more aggressively and more often than others. In other words, children need to trust that you mean what you say and that you have their best interests at heart and that you will follow through. Now, this means that you do not make commands for your own sake. It means that each time you lay down an expectation, they know that you are doing it with their best interests in mind. 
making accommodation for their situation, their circumstances, and their feelings. They need to trust you. Now, how do some parents fail this test? Here are some of the reasons that rebellion begins. Parents not being in charge. That is one of the reasons the very first basic in the podcasts that I did, the first five, the first basic is be in charge. A child wants to know who is in charge. And if they are not sure you are, they will feel as they must be. And they do not have confidence in their own knowledge to handle it. This causes them to feel insecure and angry that there is no one who is taking care of their needs. Even if you think you are, they need to trust you are stronger than they are so they can rest in the security of your authority. Now, I don't know how much we've talked about this, but this is why you should make statements and not ask questions when you want them to do something. You can add a please to the end of your statement, but it is not asking them if you want them to do something, but it's telling them what is expected. For instance, if you want Susie to eat her peas, you don't say, Susie, will you eat your peas? You say, Susie, eat your peas, please. You are telling her what to do. You're not asking her if she will. And that makes a difference between whether or not she's in charge or you're in charge. And we will talk about that some more if anybody has any questions about that. Okay, so another way parents fail the test is they fail to follow through. Children need to trust that your word is a rock. There's no turning about. They need to see you as a solid foundation that they can count on. If you say something, you mean it and will follow through. If you fail to do so, they will continue to test, hoping you will step up to the plate. Give them no doubt that you will keep your word. Now, this doesn't mean that you're a dictator or that you are you have your thumb on top of their head or anything like that. It's that when you say something, they trust that you mean it and you're going to follow through with it. Okay, and another problem is inconsistency. When a person is trustworthy and responsible, you can count on them, right? Children need to count on you to be consistent. So if they do something wrong, they should not wonder if they will get in trouble if they disobey. They should know it. There should be no question because you are consistent. Being inconsistent causes a lack of trust, which in turn causes anger and rebellion. That's why I've said in the past, consequences should be quick and consistent or they don't work. So the next one is breaking promises. They should also know when you make a promise, you keep it. Good, a reward, or bad, a consequence, unless you have a very, very good reason. That's why making promises generally is unwise under most any circumstances. A promise should be very rare and always kept. Hypocrisy. If you expect your children to live a certain life, you must show it by example. They should not get in trouble for using foul language if you use it, so don't use it. They should not be told not to smoke if you smoke. Stop smoking. They should not be expected to go to church if you refuse to go. They should not be expected to treat their siblings with respect and kindness if you do not treat your spouse that way. Telling your children to behave and misbehaving yourself is another cause of anger and rebellion. Next one is unreasonable rules or expectations. One of the ways a child trusts a parent's judgment is to know they themselves are capable of achieving the expectations set before them. 
So when a parent is too strict or too harsh or too overprotective or too overbearing or too rigid in their rules and expectations, the child will feel as though they can never live up to the standard. They'll feel like a failure and they'll blame you, the parent, for setting the bar beyond what they can do. They won't trust that you understand them or that you care about their desires and needs. This can cause anger and rebellion. A child needs to feel a certain amount of freedom is earned by their compliance to reasonable limitations given by the parent. If they feel caged and there's no way out of their prison, they will rebel. This rebellion is a lack of trust of the parent's understanding and judgment. Now the next one is lies. Never tell your children something is real or true unless you believe it is. Do not tell them Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, or the Tooth Fairy are real. They will find out you have lied to them, and a portion of their trust will be lost. These characters are usually not the cause of rebellion, but the lies told about them can be added to other things that cause a lack of trust. And it's unnecessary to lie to your children for any reason. Tell them the truth and just play with these imaginary characters. But be sure they know what is real and what is not. For instance, if you're a Christian, you believe Bible characters are real. You believe the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are real. You believe Satan is real. The Easter Bunny, Santa, Tooth Fairy, not real. Let them know you will never lie to them. And when they have an important question, they will come to you because they trust your word. I have done a podcast on one of the bases called Building a Relationship of Trust. So that's talked about more in that on that podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to that one, Building a Relationship of Trust. Okay, the next one is constant correction without constant praise. Like all of us, children want to know they are doing well. It's just as important for them to hear praise and encouragement when they do well as it is for them to be corrected when they do wrong. So if a child hears from a parent mostly negativity, they'll not seek advice or companionship from a parent. They'll avoid them, and they'll begin a pattern of rebellion at any hint of correction. So look for things to compliment them on and encourage them about, even if it is that they do a chore well or on time or without being told. Let them know you appreciate it. And it's been said there should be a hundred attaboys and a hundred smiles for every word of correction. I really believe that's true. You need to be sure and give them constant praise so that when you have to correct them, they don't feel like everything coming from you is negative. Okay, the next one is parental rejection. A child needs to trust that you want them. They need to know one of the most important things in your life is them and their well-being. Parents who complain about parenthood in front of their children damage this trust, and I've talked about this before. Never say you are unhappy in any way to be their parent, or that you wish they were not born, that you would rather not have children, that they are a burden, or any other indication that you don't want them. Whether you mean it or not, when you say anything to indicate that you are tired of them, this is damaging your relationship. And at that point, they don't trust it. They don't trust when you say you love them one day and another day you complain that they are part of your life that you, you know, you wish wasn't there or you joke about how bad it is to be a parent. How can they really know you have their best interests at heart if they question whether you really want to be their parent? So do not put them down or disrespect them anytime, but especially in front of others. 
you can correct their bad behavior without treating them disrespectfully. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't correct them in front of others if that needs to be done. But you show them that they are worthy of respect and understanding even when they make mistakes. Okay. Now, another one is neglect. Your child needs to know you want to spend time with them. When they walk in a room, as soon as possible, acknowledge them. Show them you are interested in what they have to say. Make sure that their needs are taken care of, both physically and emotionally. Do not let your relationships with friends, activities, especially your computer and your cell phone, cause you to ignore your children. If they do not believe you are interested in what they have to say, how can they trust you have their best interests at heart? And remember, that's a basic. They have to know that you have their best interests at heart. So another one is parents' broken relationships. So think about this. How would you feel if there was a person you adore and another person was putting them down, hurting their feelings, telling you how awful they are? What if you couldn't do anything about it? Wouldn't that make you angry? This is the position of a child of parents who do not treat each other as they should. When parents divorce, or even when they treat each other badly, or break their own covenants, it causes the child not to trust them. They become angry. This causes rebellion. So, moms, treat their father with respect, admiration, and love. That doesn't mean you will never slip up and get upset sometimes, but generally, they need to know you love him and want what is best for him, just as you want what is best for them. Never give them any indication that you are not committed to their father. Now, a side note, children of divorce have a much higher rate of rebellion in their lives than those who are in intact families. So save your marriage at almost any cost and cherish your family unit. Now, if you've already made this mistake in this area, you already have, have a bad relationship with their father, you need to apologize to your children and commit to treating their father as you should. You will gain their respect, admiration, and will dispel some of the rebellion that may have started. Okay. Now I know some of you may be divorced and so, or you have a really bad relationship with the father because of some kind of abuse or whatever. It doesn't change the fact that you should not put their father down to them. Or if you're a father listening, their mother down to them. They love that other parent. You need to remember that. They love that other parent. And when you put that other parent down or you treat that other parent badly, that causes anger and rebellion. Okay? It's best for you and it's best for them if you keep that relationship as good as you possibly can. So how do you help your child avoid rebellion? Number one, you never lie to them about anything. It's better to not talk about something than to tell them a lie. Two, always indicate you are happy to be their parent. Three, be consistent with rewards and punishments. Four, praise their good works often, even in small things. Five, do not allow passive rebellion. Six, keep your marriage strong or treat the other spouse or parent with respect. Seven, be a good example of what you want them to be. Eight, Keep expectations and rules reasonable. Nine, treat them with respect and understanding. 
and 10, listen when they want to talk to you. So if you want a list of those, I do have an article on my website, mommyanswerlady.com, and you can see the article and it will have all of these things written out for you. So I have a couple of questions now that are related to this that I'll answer. What if my child is showing signs of a rebellious spirit? Well, first, recognize rebellion in all forms, including passive rebellion. Then figure out in your own mind why it is taking place. Think over the list or look over the list that I've just given. What area have they lost trust in you? The most common is inconsistency. So consider that area first, okay? If you've been inconsistent, that can really cause a lot of anger. But there's all these other reasons that could be. Go over those in your mind. Think about your relationships and the things that you've done and figure out where was the trust lost. Second, change the narrative of the situation. If they are rebellious because you have been inconsistent, apologize to them for not being consistent and assure them that this is going to change right now, then follow through. If they are rebellious because you have broken a trust in your relationship otherwise, talk to them about it, remedy it, and follow through consistently. In some more severe cases, this may take family counseling to solve. So it depends on how old your child is, it depends on how they're displaying their rebellion and so on. Um, But a lot of times, if you can identify the issue, and work on that issue and talk with them about it, you can change it. You can turn it around. So third, never allow rebellion in any form. Children shouldn't be allowed to talk back, disobey, pout, whine, cry, unless they're honestly hurt, then they can cry, but otherwise. (laughs) Um, They should not be able to show any sort of passive action that is inconsistent with happy compliance. So what you allow will grow. As Barney Fife says, nip it in the bud. I love his little, that little phrase he uses, nip it in the bud. I think of that a lot in parenting. (laughs) So what are some of the signs of passive rebellion? Do they stomp their feet, pout, whine, or otherwise show a bad attitude when you tell them something to do? That is rebellion, okay? That is a rebellious attitude. That's a rebellious action. This should be corrected immediately. Do they try to manipulate you with questions to distract you from a goal? Act like they don't hear you when you talk to them? Or they're purposefully very slow to act in in obedience if you tell them something to do? This should be corrected immediately. Do they cry or scream to get your attention? Do they throw temper tantrums, flop on the floor when you want them to walk, refuse to come when you call them? These behaviors should never be allowed. You need to take corrective measures immediately. Now, if you don't know what to do, please, please write me uh, at holly at mommyanswerlady.com. Tell me what's going on. Give me some specifics and I will give you specific answers on what you can do. Sometimes I will answer your uh, question on the podcast as well. But I will try to write everybody who writes me a question. I will try to write them back. And I have done that so far. And I would really appreciate it if you'd let me know if there's something that I have said that you don't understand. Or if you're having an issue of, for instance, yes, my child flops on the floor when I tell him to come. What do I do? Ask me and tell me what's going on. And I will let you know what you can do. Again, I want to say you can do this. 
you can have children who will cherish their relationships with you, who will want to please you and therefore will achieve success in their lives without rebellion against your parental authorities. It is not a given that your children will go through a stage of rebellion. All teenagers are not rebellious. Building a relationship of trust and consistency can happen. Sometimes creating a relationship of trust does take more strength than people realize. So ladies, I say, man up and be that trustworthy parent God wants you to be. Remember, if you have questions, please write me at holly at mommyanswerlady.com. You can also go to my website, mommyanswerlady.com, and you can see articles and listen to the different podcasts. I'd love to hear from you. And if you are gaining any strength, uh, any encouragement, any advice that is helpful to you, please share the podcast with others. I want to help as many moms as I possibly can. And I know that if you are enjoying this and this is helping you, you surely have some friends or relatives that might be benefited by listening. So please share. This has been a podcast that has been full of a lot of information, but I know that if you are having concerns about your child becoming rebellious, these things that have been said on this podcast can really help you. I always look forward to these podcasts and sharing with you. I have so much that I want to say, and so I look forward to next time. But until then, remember moms, you can do this.